I always like when we start with a laugh. It's 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 the best way to start, really. And you know what's better than starting with a laugh? Having all three of us. Well, yes. Yeah. Thanks. That's the, cheers. That's, this is this is cheers to you, Danny. I, I was not about oh, to suggest that. that the best that so this is even a better nice than you was having a brand new bottle of rum. Is a single malt scotch ten years. Oh, yeah, that sounds amazing. I mean, oh, yeah. it has nothing on the Lagavulin sixteen year, but <laughs> yeah, Daniel, you've missed uh, Andrew's uh, newest life oh, yeah. goal of to try all of the scotches. A fine whiskey scotch connoisseur. Yes. So that actually goes right into my announcement, but I will save it for just a moment here. Hi to everybody who is watching and or listening. You are listening to the Black Tower Podcast, a Wheel of Time podcast, hosted by three of the taintiest of gentlemen who are currently getting Mo and Mo Tainty. Uh, I am one of your fun and exciting and sometimes a little too much hosts, uh, Daniel, your Amon Kamahale. <laughs> <laughs> oh i'm here i'm, I'm here I'm... fucking tired of shit far too busy at work <laughs> this is bullshit bajon mail probably too much language that early on in a youtube video nah, but you know, it's fine we'll just throw it susan a series of can't remember your last name it'll be fine don't worry about it <laughs> but it's you okay a lot susan, more to worry about on your platform here. than me saying bullshit that yeah early. susan you're you're welcome you're among friends i promise how about hmm. the same susan and I am Josh. Probably. Also known as the traveling Mahal. Me and Andral were good buddies, and he just gateways me everywhere. I'm all over the world, baby. Worldwide. Sorrow right, on Mahale. How about you calm down, Mr. 305? I will do no such thing, sir. Mm. Oh. So, hey, guys. It really? It has. How's. Nothing on the peachiness of the odd bag, my good sir. <laughs> so first off and foremost, I want to check in with everybody. How's everybody doing? I've been gone for a while in a move up to the land of always raining. We, um, we and so far, it has sure. not disappointed. It has absolutely been cloudy and raining just about every day we've been here. Twilight, Bill. There you go. I love it. Is Kristen Stewart as emotionless in person as she is on screen? Um, I am not in forks, so I wouldn't know, but yeah. probably. <laughs> just like just like all of Seattle is just Seattle and forks, uh Illinois is like only Chicago. It's all the same thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Chicago and corn. That's it. Sure. Why not? Uh Why but no, not? how are you guys? Oh, good. Things are good. Yeah. Things are busy. Things are busy, but things are good. I hear yeah. you're going on another vacation, Josh. So where are we going? Normally, normally these cruise? vacations are spread out to reasonable amounts of time. 
Um, but because COVID is like a vacation accordion, um, it, it moved all of my vacations down. And then the companies after a while were like, okay, no, for real, you either need to go on vacation or not. And so we had two in a row that were like non-refundable and this is our last chance to use them. And I barely had enough PTO to cover both. <laughs> so I'm going, we're going on a cruise. This one's going to be loading out of uh, Chile. Ooh. And we're going down to Antarctica. 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 So you're going to be cold as balls is what you're saying. Yep. We're going to see penguins. And we're going to... Oh, and we're going to mark off something that I'm actually truly proud of. My daughters have been to all seven continents after this cruise. That's awesome. Nice. And then as soon as I can make my ass over to Japan and down to Australia, then, uh-oh, they can't hear me in chat. Can't hear me in live chat. <clears throat> That's awesome. I myself uh, have only been to three, three continents. Nice. Yeah, yeah, because the Middle East is still what, technically Asia or Europe? Rather. Depends on which Middle East you go to. UAE, I'm, I think, is still technically Europe. I love how he's like, which Middle East you go to? Now, can you guys hear me in the live chat? I mean, you're lighting up, so hopefully that means I mean, that, I am yes. lighting up. Hopefully that's yeah, hopefully. Excellent. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, no, but there's the Middle East. Actually, no, I was in Asia, because technically we called it Southwest Asia. So... Whoa, oh, wow. I, I have by technicality been to you, four continents. You done did. It's called Shara. You were in Shara. I was supposed to go to Australia one time when I was still Shara. in the Air Force, but somehow the United States Air Force could not get air travel there. Uh, I don't know how. The United States Air Force goes where we please. Thank you. Apparently not air. whenever it comes to flying people from the Air National Guard to Australia. Apparently they say, you know what? There's there's just so much traffic in the sky. It's just bumper to bumper traffic in the sky. Oh, dear Lord. Indeed. Anyway. How about you, Daniel? You, you've had a change of scenery. You have, you have these beautiful doctor's office walls behind you. Oh, yeah. Sexy and sterile. I was trying to remember like what it reminded me of or think of that, but that is, that is That's it. the only missing like the colorful, weird watercolor trim from like the fucking like oh. well, from like the eighties. <laughs> yep. Uh, so yes, Shut I up, have Siri. had a change of scenery. This is my the section of my new bedroom that uh, I am allowing you to see, mostly because it cuts <laughs> off the door so that Jackie can actually come in and out without going ahead and uh, <laughs> needing to stop. <laughs> thanks mac love you too <laughs> actually i'm i'm really okay with that uh i'd i'd be okay finding out that i i couldn't i couldn't make nothing um, some of us pay for that kind of action right exactly um 
but yeah, so there's nothing on this wall yet. There will definitely be something on this wall at some point, and then that's my closet. So I don't really want to put anything on that because those doors open and close. Um, you can kind of see when I turn the right way, my very fancy dresser here. It's very nice. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, I did the large black uh, cube entertainment center that used to be my backdrop that had a bunch of nerdy stuff on it is now in the other room uh and jackie's computer is in there but my computer is in here <laughs> so right now i have the doctor's office walls um but yeah uh seattle's amazing seattle's very fun um i have slotted in very nicely into the downtown seattle cheesecake yeah, uh, which is also very nice. Um, also, this is the announcement that I was very excited to make. A block from our new apartment, there is a bar called Rumba. And it has over 170 different kinds Holy of rum. Shit. And they have this thing where they give you a map of the Caribbean and you drink your way through the Caribbean and I am so excited to do it because I absolutely want to rum my way through the Caribbean oh my taste (laughs) yep I thought you guys might enjoy that I I need I need you to make a TikTok video of you just wandering around that place every yep. the people need to see i completely agree get ready for tiktok mondays guys and it's gonna have some sights and sounds of seattle uh and yes rob i did move to seattle uh so we will figure out a time where you and i can get together and and hang um yeah so it's i basically as i'm sure some of you have heard already uh, Andrew is becoming a whiskey and scotch connoisseur, and I'm just gonna go become a rum connoisseur. So you know, we'll just have like a number of different things covered. Uh, that leaves the beer and mead to me. Are you gonna? Okay, there we go. Yeah, I was that gonna works. say, do you want vodka, Cause... gin, tequila? <laughs> what do you want? Like, because whiskey is fun. Because whiskey is like just an overarching term. Perfect. I mean, there are straight whiskeys but mm-hmm. you also have the subsections of scotch and brandy yeah um and then of course all the different things under there like uh you know like uh single malts and barrel uh barrel aged well there are this whole bit has to be uh aged in a barrel uh to be a whiskey or scotch or bourbon um but then you have like the barrel strength which is fun because i got some uh wild turkey rare breed uh barrel strength uh from the local store and uh if you want the nice fun aspects of just enjoying like a, a whiskey uh, style drink and p- picking out the flavors and stuff, it's really good. But if you also kind of want to feel the the fuzzies, uh, it's really good for that too. Because it's like fifty six percent ABV, so that's what one hundred and twelve proof. And the funniest yeah. thing is like the the most recommended way to drink it is with a splash of water. I'm just like, so do part of there. It's like whiskey syrup that you dilute yourself <laughs> like you're supposed to do a gatorade but nobody does so yep. i mean but it's it's really good um 
And uh, I am hoping to either at or both JordanCon and WatCon. Um, because Daniel, while you were gone, you're also now not the only member of the Black Tower podcast with a lifetime membership for WatCon. So that's right. Yes. Yeah. Andrew pulled so. the trigger. Excellent. Yep. And my tires have been staring at me saying, you need to replace us ever since. Um, <laughs> because that is absolutely the way it goes. The second that you yeah. spend large money on something, the rest of your life goes, hey, what about us? But it is it is definitely my hope to like at JordanCon and or WatCon uh, procure uh, like two or three bottles, nothing crazy, nothing stupid expensive. Um, and us be able to sit down and at least attempt to enjoy that together. I don't I don't know if you guys will enjoy it as much as I do. Sure. I but, think what um, would be really especially fun is if you get one bottle of like sort of your favorite or most shareable or whatever category it is that you want to pick, if you will, of the different ones that you've tried in the year. Uh, and then I will find a bottle of rum that I have tried at Rumba. And then Josh can find a mead or a beer that is, or make a mead or a beer, I whatever floats your boat. A brand new brew station. Yep. And so whatever floats your, your goat. And then we just sort of pick a night and each different night of Jordan Con and or Wat Con, we sort of sit down and we enjoy the the a public thing. tasting. We need to I think start that talking would be to really fun. We need to start talking to organizers. Hey Andrew, yeah. since you're an organizer <laughs> at WatCon. <laughs> a very strong assumption. I'll, I don't know. I'll go maybe by maybe know um that programming one of our programs is btp wine or btp uh alcohol tasting <laughs> well i told andrew he should jump on the tiktok and start doing a a, a scotch tastings and and impressions yeah, yeah that'd be fun hashtag well, tank we'll tasting see. we'll see i might do it i mean because yeah. i have don't i also want to get into uh yeah i also want to get into fun. blending but that's going to take nice. uh, yeah. more to do to do it right the way that I kind of want to do it. Um, luckily, I well, no, I don't have an empty bottle. I tossed that one away. Um, for those of you that were curious, because I talked about it last time, uh, the Ardbeg 10 is what made it into the decanter. So uh, That's a because, nice decanter. Damn. Yeah. Oh, it's heavy, too. Um, now, it wasn't my, it's not my absolute favorite of what I have, but I'm also not pouring all of the Lagavulin out of its bottle. So, uh, yeah. Which the local liquor store does have a $400, $400 bottle of Balvini 32 year. Mm. If anybody wants to know what I want for Christmas. Or so, so what we need, Valentine's Day what we need is like 15 more Patreons. Get a $400 bottle. I'm not, no, I'm not kidding. Get a $400 I know, bottle of but also more by the channel that we can share at one of these events and do at one of these tastings. Uh, that'd be fair, the, yeah. That's the dream. That's the goal right there. Yeah. He who comes with the wine is in. He's like done, yeah. done, 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 done. Yep. Yeah. I want to make that happen. Anyway, uh, one more quick announcement, uh, and we'll get into the episode because uh, it has been about twenty three minutes that we're rambling, so we're we're on track. We have a comments. fun episode tonight too, though. Yeah. We do. Um, yeah. So not immediately right now because Josh is about to go on vacation. Uh, but 
Uh, so we can't guarantee it for January in the very first part or first week or so of February. But what you should start seeing, like you heard Daniel mention, uh, TikTok Mondays from Black Tower Podcast, you should start seeing, uh, especially if you're a Patreon, things becoming a bit more regular and more stuff from the Black Tower coming out. Um, mm-hmm. So we're trying to kind of increase what's coming out and be more regular about what's coming out. Um, so as that stuff comes out and you see it uh, both on TikTok and on YouTube, YouTube shorts, that kind of thing, let us know what you think. If you think that there's anything we can improve or something that you're just like, this is stupid, you should stop. What's up, Daniel? Oh, no. I, Josh just said by a show of hands how many people are in Seattle. So I was <laughs> showing my hand. Oh. <laughs> I meant in the chat, you smart I know. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry, Josh. Let me, let me be clear about something. Take a look at my face. Take a look at what's on my face. Was Must there act. ever a chance in hell that I was not going to be a smarmy asshole? Okay. All right. No, but seriously, you are absolutely correct. This is actually a fun episode. Let's go ahead and get into it. Uh, you are going to need to get a lot of spoilers uh, out of the way because this one's going to be full of them. Uh, so we've mostly been talking alcohol and moves. But again, it is also really good to get checked in every once in a while because... Yeah. I love you. You're guys. back. We got to figure out what's going on with everybody. Right? Yes, exactly. who's back? Also true. Back again. I'm a con the hell's back. Tell a friend. Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Back, back, back streets. Back. All right. That would have been a much better. No. I'm in like cons that. back. All right. Okay. That does well, speaking of friends. And bringing things back, we're going to bring back a good friend of ours for this episode. Spoiler warning. Yes. Spoiler kind of all the way. Welcome Let's go. to the Black Tower. This is your spoiler condom. Yes. If you have not read the complete works of Robert Jordan, The Wheel of Time, books 1 to 14, and also New Spring, big bad book of white arts, and the companion, you are at risk of being spoiled. Spoilers come with side effects. Side effects may include headache, nausea, vomiting, death, dizziness, vaginal or penile eruptions and ejaculations, dysentery, cardiac arrhythmia, mild heart explosions, varicose veins, Darkened stool, darkened souls, more vomiting, arthritis, hemorrhoids, or diabetes, virginity, mild discomfort, vampirism, or werewolfism, gender inequality for the whole planet, spontaneous dental hydroplosion. Sugar highs, even more vomiting, or maybe just a mild rash. If you cannot deal with these side effects, please leave now. For fear of spoilers, you have been warned. I would have to say, uh, Malkir Talk still holds the record for, I think, our most, at the moment, dramatic spoiler warning. Oh, yeah, I would agree. 
Also, I think it's the single longest one, which is helpful for the drama because he allows it to build, (laughs) which is nice. Um, But yeah. All right, guys. Daniel, since you're back, what are we talking about? Why don't you you tell us? Bring us bring us into this. You're the super smart one with all the answers, knowing all the shit. Yeah. And the doctor's office, we expect doctor level knowledge. Okay, just because I'm in Dr. Seattle now Mahale. doesn't make me more shoddy. You know Whoa. that, right? We're going to pay for that one in the chat. Oh, I know. Um, <laughs> so, today we are actually going back to one of our sort of series adjacent things. Uh, it's not technically a series, but we have done a number of episodes on this, and that is metaphysics in the wheel of time. Basically, how do things work, or how are the theories based around it sort of summed up uh, about something that is very hard to define, uh, very controversial, very a lot of different things where there are a lot of opinions, a lot of theories running around, and we're all not quite sure there's a lot of mystery surrounding the thing. Uh, so we started this whole thing by going ahead and doing a uh, an episode on Ishamayel, and then we ended up going completely off the rails about why Ishamayel did what he did he and what all of that meant and all of this different stuff. Um And so now we've gotten into a lot of other controversial, philosophical, theological, like all of these different kinds of things. And we call it metaphysics, partially because um, Robert Jordan himself was actually very into theology, philosophy, metaphysics, physics, just regular physics, uh, things like that as well. And so we're just kind of diving into and taking as much of a big bite as we can out of some of the more mysterious things in the Wheel of Time. So today we are going to be doing that with the Horn of Valir. We did that last week. Oh, you motherfuckers. I was like, wait, <laughs> wait, where's he going? Like I thought about it, but I was like, wait, no, this could work for, for the for the uh, topic well, for Because you never know. Listen, you never know what Daniel's To be fair, He's like that's not word. Daniel's that's not Daniel's fault at all. That is mine. Because I'm on the, the keeper schedule. of the I'm the keeper of the record, and I didn't update the <laughs> color coordination for the schedule in enough time for it to be reasonable. Hey, However, right. it would be fantastic if somehow that intro to the topic made it into last week's episode, even though he was on uh, on vacation. <laughs> if or if I hiatus. didn't already have that episode up for Patreon early <laughs> access, I absolutely would just add that in. And just that whole diatribe was amazing. Thank it you. Was. I it appreciate was much better that. than the intro. I think we gave it. I think you know action. what? Okay, so here's what we're gonna do. If you just watch this, I want you to watch that. Pause. Go back to our last episode. Start right after the credits and be like, "Oh my god, Daniel gave such a great intro." Watch that episode again because it'll make it better, and then come back to this episode from where you paused, which is right here. Hey, Daniel, what are we talking about tonight? All right, guys. So in the Wheel of Time universe, there is a lot of there there are a lot of things where there are mystery and unknowns. Uh, and there's a place in the story where there is 
a treasure trove of knowledge that only a few very select people get to see and examine this information, these secrets, these mysteries. And it is guarded by some of the most zealous and intense people that you will ever meet in the Wheel of Time. And those are the Aes Sedai. But not just the Aes Sedai. We're talking the most secret of the most intense of the Brown Aja sisters and the Amerlin and Keeper themselves. This is the extra special knowledge in the White Tower that is classified top secret stuff. It is the 13th Depository. It's G14 classified. <laughs> Indeed. Because okay. most people would know this, about the first 12. But there's this be like 13. Would this be like the White Towers version of a skiff? Yes. Yes. Those well, of you don't no. know that's exactly skiff. what it is. I would say that it is it is a skiff. It'd be more than a skiff. It, yeah, that's what I was just gonna say. It'd, it'd be, be like, like it'd a be skiff like a presidential a skiff. skiff. Yeah, there you go, like a presidential skiff. Yeah. Exactly. For those of you who don't know, skiff stands for secure compartmentalized information facility. Um, it's basically where the secret information is supposed to be stored in uh, the U.S. government. Um, yep. So, yeah, uh, and, keep that in mind. Yeah. And, not and on, access, not anywhere else. I'm not access to any skiff. Whether or not classified information is actively present in them is highly controlled, okay? Yep. In order to even have access to a skiff, you must have a security clearance. Yep. And a reason to be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because um, you can't just walk into a skiff and go, I'm going to go look around. You have to have paperwork that says... I have a reason to be here to look at a specific piece of information mm -hmm. that is housed in this skiff. And again, while I'm sure that they are not like, you could probably come across some other related stuff. You can't just look all the way over in here for the thing that you're actually trying to find over here, because this is what you really wanted to look at. No, you are like, you got to stay on task. Do you know, do you know what I absolutely love about the analogy of calling this a skiff is because <laughs> <laughs> if you want to see what I just laughed at, you should be a Patreon. You should be in the Patreon live chat because damn, that was good. Cause it's off the chain tonight. Oh, like, see, well done, good. sir. Well done. Uh, no, what I love about that that analogy or that sort of comparison is that even other Aes Sedai in the White Tower, not only do they not know the contents of the 13th Depository, they don't even know the 13th Depository exists. Yep. Okay. Well, there's there's only supposed to be secret. 13, or sorry, 23 yeah, there's only supposed to be, a, if, if I remember it, only 23, because there's seven Ajas, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so there's only 23 yes. Aes Sedai at a time that, in general, are supposed to know about it. That doesn't include yep. any that have retired or stepped down. Yes, because um, it only, should be... Yeah, Sorry, sitters, Which is 
Yeah, so it should be the sitters, which is three per Aja, yeah. the Keeper of the Chronicles, and the Armorland Seat. Yep, exactly. So, and the, the interesting thing here is that, yeah, you've got, you know, retired Aes Sedai. Well, I don't know. Anyway, the point is... I mean, as long as they don't find the shit in, like, their old office or at their resort, I mean... But, but even... <laughs> Even <laughs> retirees. All the uh, all the paperwork that Elida has in her palace. I have permission built. to bring this paperwork to my palace. It's the greatest I, palace. No, 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 no. I declassified these documents with my mind. Well, there's there's also the newer one, you know, uh, Suwon's old. Uh, Omerlin campaign office. There is no 13th depository. The 13th depository. It's fake news. It's a myth. Doesn't exist. The people looking for the 13th depository. Stop looking at my personal palace for the 13th depository. I couldn't nope. resist. Now, I wonder how Sorry. many people are going to yeah. knee jerk react type of comment to seeing uh, that hat, yeah. only to finally read the hat and be like, oh, <laughs> never mind. Hey, yeah, read the hat. Okay. Look. Well, it's I've also said it before. I'll say it again. Read yes. the hat. Also, it's it's interesting this this particular thing. Uh, it's funny to me that this is information. And even in the White Tower. Robert Jordan set up a system effectively like we have in the United States in some ways. And I'm sure that they have all over the world. I'm sure that we are not unique, but it's the one that I'm most familiar with, which is the information is housed in one place. And then all your weird, unexplainable items are housed in another place where in here they have the white tower it's all in the white tower but it's also separated because they have the storerooms of terangrial which is your area 51 and they just go hey don't fucking touch anything in there we don't know what it does nobody can study it fuck out of there if you need one and we know what it does we'll check it out to you and then maybe you can use it for a while. Uh, and then we have the 13th Depository, which is basically Ruidian. I mean, it's not, because it's totally like a different thing, if you will. It doesn't really show your own personal family history and the history of the nation. But it's absolutely the things where when you go become a sitter or a wise one or a clan chief kind of situation... Or the Amerlin seat, the chief of chiefs, you go and you read the 13th depository and find out the Aes Sedai are fucking crazy. And find out who really <laughs> killed Kennedy. Yeah, that's yes, that's in the 13th exactly. depository. It's like one of the remaining records uh, from the first day. <laughs> yeah, no, it's You'll like it's literally the spot. The Apollo mission and who killed fucking Kennedy. <laughs> It's literally like the spot where the source material for history is before all the bullshit and the propaganda. Oh, yeah. Right. Because one of the things that um, I believe we get through Egwene, um, mm -hmm. because uh, again, everybody's been spoiler warning, Egwene yeah. becomes the fucking Omerlin. And guess who is like her right hand person? Suan Sanche. Yep. Suan Sanche, who is infamous for having 
if she lacked anything, it was never knowledge. She never. Oh, yeah. seemed to know everything that was going on, everything that was happening. And part of what made Suwon Sanchi so formidable as an Omerlin is she sat down and actually went through the 13th depository. Not saying she read everything, but where some of the sitters and everybody else are like, oh, I'm not going to go down there. You know, there's black mold. I'm pretty sure there's COVID in the 13th. Like, no, I'm just not going to go down there. Suwon Sanche put on her injecting the 13th depository with bleach. <laughs> just injects the bleach onto the pages. Sorry, continue. But uh, so Suwon goes down and she actually goes through and she reads what's in the 13th depository. And she even cautions Egwene uh, when Egwene gets to the point where she has access to the 13th depository as well. That even with the 13th depository revealing so much information and it's all it's like front to back, left, to right, top to bottom scandals makes watergate look like a fucking walk in the park level well, that's scandal. what it is effectively it's the all of the things that we've covered up as Aes Sedai, even from other Aes Sedai. here you go here's all the scandals here's all the tea and you're like oh okay <laughs> but even suan says like some of this even though it's written out you have to read between the lines because they're telling mm -hmm. you a truth but it's yes. still not exactly the truth. In so, true I Sedai fashion. Yeah. So like one of the things that we learned very early on about the White Tower is that no opposing force has ever reached the White Tower. No, never. not even Archer Hawkwing with his grand arms. They've never reached the walls. They've never breached the walls. They've never touched the tower. Blah, blah, blah. Um. And then we find out uh, about how Trollocs and Dreadlords actually plundered and burned part of the White Tower themselves. Oh, Sounds yeah. a little uh, War of 1812-y to me. Um, oh, well played. And then armies... salt Tarvalon in the press? <laughs> I don't think so. Close. <laughs> well, actually, North Harbor? that is now find... headcanon for what happened to the Ogier Groves. Uh, I know oh, they still have them, never mind. Yeah, they have them oh. in Tarvalon. But not everywhere else. Um, Are you saying that, that everywhere even, else uh, is Atlanta? Sure. I guess. I don't know. Whichever uh, answer gets me in less trouble with people. There, on the there is a very impressive Ogier uh, Grove behind my the pants. Crown Plaza in Atlanta. Oh, so don't even give true. me that. That's accurate. That is true. The Trollocs didn't um, get to it. We found out that uh, armies uh, made up of followers of the false dragon Pierre Amalasson. Uh, I'm assuming I'm saying that right. Uh, made it to the White Tower. And uh, we're also uh, through Egwene. We think we're kind of watching like one of the first really like came to violence uh, schisms in the White Tower uh, with the splitting of the or the breaking of the tower. It is not. No, there's like not details of six documented whole ass mutinies in the tower. And yeah, and in each case that there was a mutiny, not only did the Omerlin have to like resign and step down, but the entire hall had to resign and step down. And I am assuming that includes the keeper with them, since each keeper is chosen by the Amerlin mm -hmm. uh, as their main Omerlin. But it's yes. like, holy shit. It's like, you know, it's like now that you've all been clearly shown through the story that these people that put themselves on this pedestal and high horse somehow at the same time, they are no less fucked up historically than anybody else in in the wheel well, of times history okay but 
Not saying but, they're more fucked up, but they're no less. Yeah, yeah. Knowing this, and, and I'm about to do something that is rarely done here. Don't you dare Knowing disagree. This, we have an image to uphold. Oh, that's true. We I don't you dare defend you the women of the White Tower. Well, no, go ahead and do it. What would be the purpose of holding a literal archive of failures, secrets, scandals, black eyes, mud puddles? Like, what would be the point of keeping this? Now, normally, one would think it is better to to burn that let it go and let everyone think that what happened was what you said what happened so that you could paint yourself in the best light. But what would be the purpose of keeping this? I mean, are you just the, the answer to the question there is if everyone in your organization knows where you failed, they can avoid it in the future. Again, I'm not saying get the past are destined to repeat it now yeah there is some information i this is going to sound very like sub-state elitist but i need you to like just stick with me here there is some information that should be controlled some this is the part that sounds mm-hmm. very sub-state elitist there are things that do not need to be published widespread for everyone in the world to know and i know every journalist out there right now is like i'll fucking end you right now bro and you know what power to you freedom i think even if go for it i think even journalists that are actually worth their salt know that like actual homeland security things definitely need to be kept a secret at least for now until that information while that information is in play and relevant yes once I, only I, the spies retire, go I, I ahead regress. and fucking tell us all who they are. I don't give in, a shit. In, in the 13th depository, I think you can more accurately call this, instead of calling it a documentation of, of scandals, et cetera, et cetera, and failures, et cetera, et cetera. I think you can call it a, a, a tutoring tool or a teaching tool to those who lead the most powerful organization in the world okay because who watches the watchman those who are in charge in this case i said i can pretty much do whatever the fuck they want there are places where they are less well received absolutely but they've got ways around that the leaders of the i Sedai, the sitters the amerlin and the keeper of the chronicles they literally lead the world Okay, they are the only ones who have access to this information because they are the ones who need to know where we failed in the past, what mistakes we made in the past, and what lessons we need to learn from those mistakes in order to lead our people into the future in a in an efficient way. I I would agree with you. If it wasn't so much for the fact that I believe that they, the people with access to this that have the authority to make the decisions to steer them clear of the failures, seem to do quite the opposite. Okay, I agree with you. And I think the majority of that is because Suan, like, it is noted that it is remarkable that Suan dove into the 13th depository. 
it's like the rest of them are like, yeah, cool, I have access. Uh, but you know, it's fine. I don't want to see it. Yeah, it's fine. I, I don't what I know now is better than what some old dusty books have, except for like I could see the brown Aja sitters going in there, obviously, because they're brown, but it, it seems like the majority of the sitters just kind of are like, eh, I, I don't really need it. Because otherwise, how do you explain a, a tower that's a, a hull that is not more cautious of a Lydas coup? They are not just cautious at all about it. Like, I mean, yeah, it's a narrow margin that it passes, but there is no caution to it. They're just kind of like, oh, yeah, I think I remember something vaguely in a book that this happened about. It. I don't know. It's fine. Probably fine. Because it's not like the records in, in the 13th depository just say, hey, this random thing happened at some point in the past. Be cautious about it. It's a timeline of how things happen. I mean, I, yes. I would I would wager, because part of the 13th depository is recording what happens in the rest of the world when the tower itself is split, when they're not at full strength. And I wonder how many of those times are happening, or at least some examples happen after they've had mutinies in the tower. So there should be a more than a sufficient tale of caution. Yeah, I think it really comes down to intent. And that's actually really the thing, because I made the comparison to Ruidian earlier, and I think it's a very apt one in a lot of ways. Because again, it really is... The Aiel are told a story of where they came from and who they are and what they do from the moment they're born and all through their life. That is a truth that they still live by. And it's not absolutely a lie. But when you actually go to be in a position of power, either a wise one or a clan chief, you are forced in some ways to relive that through your ancestors. And that imprints itself onto you. And so all of the current leaders putting new leaders into power know what they are setting that person up for and know that that person is going to come out of the other side of the crystal columns a different person with new knowledge and a vast change in their understanding of what their origins are, what their promises are, what their goals are, all of that different stuff. Well, one whereas, things... sorry, real quick, whereas with the Aes Sedai, it is voluntary. You are not sat down by the sitters who are already in power and they say all right now that you are the new the junior sitter from the yellow aja we're gonna learn you some shit <laughs> and you're gonna go ahead and know things that you didn't know before and you're going to have a very different view of the white tower which is part of the reason that again it really is a catalog and an archive of all of the times that the white tower is fucked up because of course the reason that the 13th depository is not available to everyone is because at some point and up until now 
enough people in power decided that the less people knew about this, the better. And that is more about cover-up than it is about only the leadership should know this because it'll help them lead. It's about propaganda. It's about cutting those things out of the histories because you're embarrassed about them. And of course, again, I do think that there is a certain amount of hey, Amerlins, here are the cautionary tales of who came before you. Don't fuck up like they did, which is a little bit more of the, hey, leadership of the White Tower, no history so you don't repeat it. But it's definitely for everybody else. It's, you don't have to actually pay attention to that. You don't have to worry about that because the White Tower has always been strong and we're the best. And again, I'm not saying that there aren't really good people in the White Tower. There absolutely are. We have talked about them before. We've run into them a number of times through the story. But overall, I think we are all in agreement. And most people, I would say, are the White Tower as an organization. The White Tower as it stands is corrupted. And how far that goes or how deep that goes or how bad it is, you can absolutely have a discussion about and argue about till the cows come home, but it is corrupted. And I think that part of that corruption is the propagandization of the White Tower, the cutting out all of the bad stuff to make yourself look better rather than cutting out all of the bad stuff so that you can moralize the people who or or bring up morale in the white tower and then tell the leaders what's actually going on so that they can lead better it's just the let's make ourselves look better so two things with that one Mm -hmm. you know we have the cliche of uncle ben from spider-man great Mm -hmm. power with great power comes great responsibility, which means, and, and I'm sorry, I say it a lot because it's actually true. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, if you have great power and you don't do anything to help, sorry, you're, you're culpable for things that you could have prevented. Sure. I, I, will, I will die on this hill. To tie that in to the 13th depository and the leadership of the white tower if you become a sitter the keeper of the chronicles or the you know light send the omerlin seat herself you now have wait that's the empress fuck (laughs) you now have a responsibility to understand the information in the 13th depository now daniel you said that the organization was corrupted I would argue semantics here and say that it is more eroded than corrupted because people shirking their responsibility of understanding and people shirking their responsibilities in general leads to poor leadership, which allows for, uh, you know, for, for, for actions that fall outside of normal guidelines and operating procedures. 
So it, a, a good leader will who understands context, who understands history, who understands where they've come from and where they're going will inspire their people in the proper ways to make sure that they make the correct decisions. A poor leader doesn't think they need to understand where they've come from and because will simply right. bark orders and say, you just, and maybe, I mean, there's even poor leaders who do understand, but they don't inspire in a way that is productive or constructive. And they say, you'll do it because I told you so. Look, we get it. You're the ear in charge or you think you're in charge. You tell us what to do. We're going to do it for so long. Unless yes. we understand that there's a good reason and we have faith and trust in our leadership to provide us with said good reason. And that is the responsibility of the leadership of the White Tower. Now, the reason I would say eroded rather than corrupted, and again, semantics, because the outcome is the same, ultimately, is that you do have genuinely good people. You do have sitters who are good people who, and this is, this is my sort of defending the White Tower moment, who have been so busy, they've allowed themselves to shirk their responsibility in studying the information of the 13th Depository. It's an easy, easy mistake to make. And they can look at the situation and go, I, I've got the tools I need to handle the situation in front of me. But when you have the, you know, oh, I can't remember who said it, but there was someone who was talking about those who can see into the past accurately enough does have does have the tools to see into the future. And I'm not, I'm paraphrasing. Yeah, yeah. So when you Google that shit, quote, yeah. <laughs> but but those who understand the past well enough will be able to see the future because the more things change, the more they say the same. And the big failing on the part of the White Tower is that you have its leadership that does not familiarize themselves with the contents of the 13th depository. And some of them do, some of them absolutely do. And that is part of the conflict. So, so really quick before you hop in, Andrew, I just want to really quick, uh, I actually like the erosion thing for the good people, but I actually do want to throw out there that I actually do think overall it really is corruption because you do have sort of the good people shirking and or supposed to avoiding agree their okay. duties, but you also have the black Aja actively undermining and corrupting. And again, some of them are sitters. Some of them have gotten up to the point of being sitters. And I don't think that they are not reading those things because I'll get to it eventually. I think they actually read them and go, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. The 13th Depository is not a good read. You should, you should just ignore it and, and just do what <laughs> your, your heart tells you is right. And so again, I, I appreciate that. And I definitely think that there are, and, and that's why I said the thing about there are good people in the White Tower. I don't want to ever have us try and say that that's not true. But I do think that overall, if you have the good people being eroded and the bad people actively corrupting, that really you're pushing way further into 
corruption than you are of just generally not doing what you're supposed to. Oh, but again, said it was semantics. I yeah, and I'm just going back to semantics. Sorry, Andrew. You had <laughs> points and I want to hear them. Andrew, uh, <laughs> uh, we'll we'll see if I'm able to remember all of them. Fuck, because um, so many. You did cover one because I was going to bring up the Black Aja thing. So kudos okay, yeah. to that. Uh, first thing, um, so we know that the uh, the 13th Depository can't be purely for the purposes of propaganda because there's no point in putting out propaganda and keeping the accurate historical record. All that serves to do is be a vulnerability and a liability for you. So you destroy the original record. Um, that's that's part of where you get that's the totally saying, like, yeah. you know, the victor will re- write history. And then destroy the original things of history. You know, it's a mm-hmm. very common practice throughout conquest. I mean, 300 made it famous, you know, that Xerxes said that he will burn every record of Sparta even existing and make it a death penalty to anyone that even speaks of it. Uh, just because he doesn't like uh, people that have better abs than he does and uh, better shields and better warriors, I guess. The other thing was, uh, not only was I going to bring up the Black Aja's uh, influence on the Hall and the Keepers and the Omerlin, I was also going to bring up the thing, I disagree. So I'm agreeing with Daniel on the Black Aja part. I'm disagreeing with, well, by extension, disagreeing with Josh on that too. But I'm also disagreeing uh, with Josh on the semantics part. Mm. It's more, it's it's not semantics because the distinction of the vehicle is incredibly important because there's a vast world of difference between being coerced out of acting correctly and being willfully negligent and ignorant. Um, one comes with some degree of like understanding and it's not necessarily entirely your fault uh, because if you don't know you're being manipulated, how can you really be held co- culpable for being manipulated? Um, now I agree, the end effect is still the same. It is a very, very much hamstringed white tower. Um, that being said, the the fact that the 13th depository still exists and the Black Aja knows about it and is, has access to it as being sitters tells us uh, two things. One, uh, even the stuff that we find in the 13th depository that Suan Sanchi found has probably been heavily edited heavily changed, heavily redacted, either uh, to, to hide things that the shadow doesn't want known or doesn't want the White Tower to have access to and or to make the histories of the White Tower look worse than they might actually be in some cases. Sure. Secondly, the fact, again, that it still survives, just like the propaganda argument means that the Black Aja feels they don't have to do anything about it. it means that they are so confident that the sitters and the keeper and the armorland are just so lazy and will not go and read anything here that they don't need to get rid of any of it. So alter it just in case somebody shows up, but leave it there. Now, there is something to be said, leaving information that is inherently altered to be distrustful is sometimes more damaging than removing information. We used it to great effect in World War II. There was uh, the infamous story of the deceased body with the plans for Normandy in a different day um, and so Germany moved all their troops elsewhere and you know, yep. the rest was history. But there's these context clues about it that they have to at least raise those questions because it's it's got to be some, it's probably a mix of the two, but 
it's got to have some element at least of one or the other either they heavily edited so they no longer had to worry about anybody reading it and even the the scandals we're finding out are either made worse than they actually are or or heavily changed and redacted to make the shadow look better or removed from it or they were just so confident that nobody was ever going to go down and look at this like why why would anybody can I just say, I think it would be the most humorous about this and is my current headcanon that the very first Black Aja sister that actually got up to the level of sitter and went down and read the 13th suppository, she read it cover to cover and sat there at the end, like, and she just finished the book and she closes it slowly and she sets it down and she just goes, holy fuck, the White Tower's a mess. I don't have And to they call us the bad that. guys? What the fuck? No. <laughs> right! Right! <laughs> yeah, no, listen here. No, I just love the idea of her just like setting down the book and being like, I don't have any edits. That's the worst way that this could have gone. I'm just going to leave this totally out. <laughs> she just sits there and she's like, we say we're evil and do bad stuff. You guys just commit war crimes and human rights violations. What the fuck? At least people know or, we're going to do bad shit. Oh my god, wait. No, I love the idea of them getting down there and reading the the, the first Black Aja sister and like reading the, the 13th suppository and going, somebody must have gotten to this before me because this is horrible. <laughs> I am not the first. <laughs> and then just every Black Aja sister after that, just like getting to it and being like, I don't have to change shit. This is so bad. <laughs> <laughs> like, you guys sure you need me here? Because they're already pretty fucked yeah. up. And the Dark Lord's I mean, like... Eh. Well, well, and of see, course, here's, again, here's one of the kind a... of confusing things, right? Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, no. I'm changing the subject to another event in the 13th repository. Okay, I was I was just going to say you're staying on topic. That's weird, right? I was actually just going to say I I disagree. More shoddy or someone? I think it was more shoddy. Yeah, because he's the one putting the notes in. Probably Um, more shoddy. Probably Uh, that the yes. So the 13th repository is an allusion to the Archivio Segreto of the Vatican. And so I I also sort of, you know, again... Oh, yeah, the Pope's porn collection. Right. My... Okay, <laughs> let me be very, very, very... We're going to let that very, joke very, die right there. Yep, resist. Let me, let me be very, very clear about something. I don't actually like people who get on religion just because it's religion. Thank you. There are lots of things that I don't oh, like yeah. about religion. There are lots of things that I don't like about people who don't like religion. All y'all suck because we're all human because we all suck. I mean, many of us try to be better than we do suck, but humans kind of suck. Anyway. Uh, so you're not a fan year. of Logan Paul right now. Oh, absolutely not. Fuck that guy. I mean, I never. Um, really I'm not twice, usually but... a fan of Logan Paul or his brother, like ever. But anyway, I, I love how I love how he just called out scandal, like someone for calling him out on a scandal and was like, how dare you say that I'm a that I am using people's good nature for clickbait? Or oh no, he said you're using my uh, my misfortune for clickbait, and it's like you fake what have a you dead done body your, yeah, in a right? YouTube video for the same effect? 
Mm-hmm. Anyway, rant over. Go ahead. Right. Anyway, all of that Black being Tower said, podcast. all of that being said, because I do want to throw that out there, I do have to say that there are some really amazing memes and or posts out there of people just generally being like so fun fact this is what the vatican says about this thing and this is what the church of satan says about this thing which one sounds better you know i will also say the 13th (laughs) depository has librarians it does three of them specifically Mm-hmm. Now, did you well, I guess know? There's 26 people who have access to the 13th, including librarians. Did you know? Well, unless any of those librarians are the sitters for the Brown Aja, but whatever. Anyway, did, did I know, you know what? that all three of those librarians are Afa and Mir? Yep. Yep. Because that's one of the deals that they talk about cutting with the Afa and Mir. It's a place they can go and hide out and not worry about potentially giving so, away more So when we did our Brown Aja deep they are already good at secrets that the Athan Mier mostly chose Brown Aja, right? <laughs> hey, yes. what are you they doing? Are you. Hey, the Athan Mier, they are going to go we're going to no. get so many Italian Dude, comments being I'm like sorry eat Italian an people hey, at least we're not breaking pasta. Dicks. Okay, at least we're not broken the pasta. That is true. None of us have uh, broken. They're pasta. like, they'd be like, we're celebrating. Okay. It's okay. Anyway. Chef Boyardee is better anyway. Chef Boyardee oh. is an American hero. And I will die on this hill. Yeah, Chef Boyardee is absolutely American. Get the fuck out of here. Um, look, this is an interesting thing. Like, and I realize I'm getting into a whole other section that might be a Watt Candy. Yeah. Or at least the one I was going to do was still on the topic of events from the yeah. Do the brown? Do the Isodai kind of suspect the Athan Mir? I don't think so. Why they only allow librarians from the Athan Mir to maintain the thirteenth depository? No, I think that's. I think is that a coincidence? I think it's a coincidence. I actually absolutely think that the Aes Sedai do not suspect the Athan Mir and that it is just a situation where those three particular librarians are just that good at what they do and have gotten the prestige in some ways of being the ones who actually watch over that depository. Not that the Aes Sedai have any suspicion Suspicion, not suspicion. Words. Suspicion, I like that word though. Suspicion. I kind of like it as well. But that they actually have any suspicion, which is why they've now given them the basically secrets of the eyes that I to watch over. I absolutely I think that they don't. All right. Hit the thought. Hit First, the thought. This was a thought. This was my original one. Change the subject onto the event. Do do the one and the yeah. other. Go. Here's a thought. Um, it is not a coincidence. It is a manipulation and strategy by the Atheon Mir. Because who has more to gain than, from gaining access to the secrets of the White Tower than the people that feel they have the most to hide from the White Tower? If we well, own all the secrets, we can at least blackmail the White Tower into leaving the rest of the Atheon Mir alone. Sorry, yes. I was saying that it wasn't a manipulation 
from the one direction. I'm totally fine with it being a manipulation from the other direction, but I don't think it's the Aes Sedai having suspicion and therefore manipulating the Athanir. I think that it's entirely possible, as you just said, to be the other way around, that the Athanir have more to lose and therefore are wheedling their way into a situation where they have more leverage. I said I have begun to suspect our windfinders releases the secrets. Right? Yeah. It's like <laughs> anyway, it's sorry. like a thread, it's like the thread of WikiLeaks. Like the Althon Miera just snowed in for the White Tower. Yep. <laughs> I mean All right. Andrew. Anyway, event. the event I was gonna talk about. Um it's well, we'll make it uh quick ish. I mean, we got some time. Um so one of the things wheel and that... chill is at six. Well, technically, they want me there in 45 minutes. minutes. Oh, okay. Then we'll, yeah, we'll wrap up soon. But Wait. go, new event, go. Uh, so, uh, one of the things that Gwen talks about is an Omerlin that was known as a failure, uh, Sheehan. Yes. And she makes a comment to Suwon, which I think starts a whole conversation about the 13th Depository, mm-hmm. um, or at least one of their many conversations about how I, I will not be a failure like Sheehan. And it's, I believe, in response... Well, she might actually have known about the secret of Sheehan by then, because Sheehan's whole problem was she came in trying to rule the tower with an iron fist. Uh, Mm -hmm. Sounds familiar. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, uh, the sitters just made a puppet out of her, and then the rest of the sisters are like, okay, this is fucky, and disposed a whole lot of them. Um, It was just interesting that it it still includes things of that nature. Uh, from what happened, and this is a this is one of the uh, a situation where it's an example of a good cautionary tale for a new Armorlin, um, though she doesn't retain the title for long. I want does Egwene now hold the title for the shortest Armorlin? No, I think the yes. shortest was like a month. Oh, I think the shortest Armorlin to ring was like a month, but she's like number two. She's or three. Top second, yeah. second, yeah. Well, you know the interesting well, so, thing is, is because we would we would absolutely say that. Elida and her reign as Amrilin would be absolutely documented, but yeah. by whom? And Who also, Alviarin was pretty good at keeping the secrets, and Elida didn't tell anybody about Alviarin because she didn't want to lose face. Again, another result of not learning the lessons of the 13th Depository. How did that interaction get documented? It absolutely needs to be documented. How did that, how would that have gotten documented? Well, but the other question or or the other thing here is this, I think, is a perfect example in a lot of ways of what would be left in the 13th depository. If you're Black Aja and you're a sitter and you want the most possible leeway to go ahead and do all of the things that you want to do and erode as much as possible and corrupt as much as possible and and have the freedom to get away with as much as you can do what's the be- what's one of the best ways to do that convince every amerlin that ever comes into power that their worst option is to go ahead and rule with an iron fist and to try and take over the tower and micromanage everybody and watch over everybody and, you know, do this, that, and the other thing. 
I, I really feel like, again, this is one of those opportunities where we were talking about earlier that somebody in the Black Aja went, da, 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 she in the, great, keep that one in or make it worse or like tell the cautionary tale of this Omerlin who did this thing that we don't want done. Um, and By so, the way, yeah, I was wrong. I, Egwene was more like Snowden than the Athamir because she did spill the beans to a. Uh... Yes. Well, yes. but again, I would say that the Athan Mir, I feel like, are Snowden capable. That's really what it yeah. is because they never had to use it. Because I think that the Aes Sedai never really suspected the Athan Mir. But the second they did, the second they were like, hey, we're going to go confront the sea folk about the fact that, you know, they can channel way more than we apparently think. They well, go, the sitters, oh, are no, you? No. Are you going to go fucking do that? Because if you do that, we'll tell the whole world about all these shitty things. Wasn't, wasn't that kind of one of the things that like this was known? Like just like the kin were known to the sitters and the armorland and the keeper because of the 13th. Weren't the Atheon Mirror Windfinders known only to the 13th depository as well? No, there's nothing in there about the Athan Mirror. The, the keepers would know but that doesn't necessarily mean it would be documented. Actually, if the keepers of the 13th depository were all Athean Mier, that would make it's sense that any documentation that would, would have been... So even in the 13th depository, you've got redacted information. Well, yeah, as we already mentioned, I mean, again, you it's one of the best tools that the Black Aja has to go ahead and say... These are the things we want in there. These are the things we don't want in there. These are the things we can add to make this seem worse or to convince Amrlins to not do certain things or blah, blah, blah. So yeah, I I think it's a fascinating tool. And these are sort of going to be my final thoughts. I think that the 13th Depository is such a fascinating tool, both for good and for bad. Because again, you have a situation where you have the secrets of the white tower and that is very very valuable to the white tower to keep their secrets secret and make sure that to the the rest of the world they keep up this facade of being the most powerful organization the world has ever known and have as few problems as possible from the day of their inception and all of this different stuff no again people see a certain amount through that and they definitely know that the White Tower is not necessarily all it's cracked up to be. But at the same time, they don't know how bad it's been in the past. They don't know what problems they've really had. And anything that they actually just put out there is rumor and conjecture. Because the histories are just gone. And so definitely the 13th Depository is a valuable tool to the Aes Sedai. But it's also such a valuable tool to people trying to screw with the Aes Sedai. Because the second that someone who has nefarious purposes gets access to those histories, they are all now suspect. All of them. And again, we as, as audience, I've always taken it more literally that like the 13th Depository was actually not very changed. After this conversation... I'm changing my view on that, which again is one of the wonderful things about this podcast and 
the living story that is the wheel of time you mean we don't just agree on everything all the time and stay completely stagnant in our beliefs and understandings about the wheel of time indeed oh Um, okay i think i was thinking about moraine moraine figured it out uh before like the wayfinders of course moraine figured it out so that's well, what Maureen I was saying, uh, is also one of the Maureen most worldly the fucking Aes Sedai. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's one of those things, like, uh, I agree with uh, he comes with the wine. If Moraine knew, then there's a very, very high probability that Suan knew. Yeah. But, but you know, but anyway, I haven't found the Dragon Reborn, but did you know <laughs> the Windfinders can channel? Look over there! And they're there! really fucking good. Yeah. Smoke bomb! But yeah, so my my thought about this is it's a really, really cool device that Robert Jordan put into into his story that, again, I, I feel is just one of those wonderful moments where you get just a, a nice info dump of, of things that you didn't know about and a nice set of fun little things like the fact that all all of the librarians who keep the 13th depository are off on Mir. They're these fun little Easter eggs that you get through the story that unless you're paying attention, you miss, or unless you're on a reread, you missed or whatever. And it's, it's really fun when you find these tools that the author uses to tell you something that is not on the surface. And it's again just gonna say it one more time i'm not gonna say it one more time i was still say it a thousand more times but once more this episode that's why this story lives on robert jordan was a master of throwing easter eggs at you and hoping that you would catch enough of them to enjoy the egg on your face and there were so many times reading this the first the, the this story the first time where i connected things and i felt brilliant and then i would reread and i would catch so many more things that i would think the first time i read this story i was a fucking idiot and like all of this different stuff and that is what makes a living story and that's what makes a lasting story and that was is one of the reasons that we have a podcast and this story lives on and people love it and there's a tv show and all of that good stuff that's my final thoughts 13 suppository is a great tool depository with a d depository yes (laughs) <laughs> um because i don't know if it's my earbuds but i felt like i kept hearing an s which is funny because no. that's what i do half the time so um my first final thought is the fact oh wait no josh is back so josh what are your final thoughts because i know you got to say bye here very very soon I yes sorry do. i did jump into that early i should have probably should have let josh go first but go now it's all you it's the josh show okay so here's the thing the thirteenth depository is if anybody's have if anybody has kids and has been forced to watch Moana a hundred million times, they know that they sail. It's the waterfall by knowing where they come from. You don't know where you're going if you don't know oh. where you've come from. So the ultimate leadership doesn't understand where they're going if they don't understand where they're coming from. So for any of you who are chosen to become a sitter and or keeper of the chronicles and or amarillan please take your responsibility and study the 13th depository and any of those of you in the world who are put in leadership positions please take your responsibility seriously and understand the history of that position 
and I'm going to jump out. Short, okay. sweet, and to how, the point. I like how it. How do I jump out without ending this whole thing? Oh. Well, can I, I just can make close? this really quick so we can wrap up super quick. Okay. Um, real quick, final thoughts. Uh, 13th Depository. Uh, I appreciate what.fan.com trying to back me up on the right. uh, records possibly having truth about the Windfinders because of the Windfinders always making their way there or frequently doing so. Um, it's what I think it would make sense, but also it also makes sense that nothing makes sense. Uh, because there's definitely some things about the 13th deposit that make no fucking sense. Uh, if it's an embarrassment to your organization, why keep it in the first place? Um, if it's a cautionary tale, why make it so secure down to people that are most prone to just sit back on their laurels and do no actual research? Um, I don't know. It's probably in the next 13th depository is yet another failing of the White Tower. Who the hell knows? I don't. No one does, except for maybe Harriet and Maria and Michael Livingston and a ton of other people. Anyway. Team Jordan. Hashtag uh, Team Jordan. Yeah. Um, I do like it as a reference to the Vatican, you know, the the legend of the Vatican secret records or the facts of the Vatican secret records. Um, I do like it as a plot device uh, because it does allow for a place where, well, nobody knows this because it's actually a secret hidden here. Um, I think it's a cool little tidbit. I think it's a little nod, and it and it gives us that little bit of a conspiracy theorist enjoyment in the Wheel of Time. Um, and I am uh, not really surprised that apparently, I, I would guess that most of the stuff that's important, that's relevant to current day, that's in there, Moraine figures out on her own. <laughs> so, I mean, it's Moraine. Who's a you know can't hide anything from Moraine uh, until you can. Including that's, your that's flowing, all wonderful, knuckleable mustaches. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And um, your matching uh, mustache. So much Happy for trail. being here. Thank you so much for enjoying this week's dose of taint. We hope that you leave here just a little bit more insane than you were when you first came. And uh, from all of us here at the Black Tower, I've been your sort of unhail Josh. I've been your Bajan Mahail, Andrew. And I have been your Amin Khan Mahail, Daniel. And from all of us here at the Black Tower podcast, we hope that you are having a wonderful morning wherever it is and you are and whatever it is that you are doing. And in case we don't see you again, good afternoon, good evening. Always running the show.